everyone, and welcome to the all-new Forever Blue Shirts radio podcast, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Forever Blue Shirts radio podcast. It's me, Anthony Scultori, your host, and today I welcome the incomparable Colin Stevenson of the <laughs> Newsday. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Absolutely. <laughs> What's going on? I'm having the. Uh, I'm enjoying looking at this picture postcard. The uh, white blanket of stuff on the ground over here. I hope you guys are doing the same. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I, I took some. I took some flack uh, on Facebook with you know family and friends, and you know everyone is oh this is great it's a snow day and I like like listen every one of you who's posting these pretty pictures and saying what all how awesome it is like none of you probably have to shovel it. All right, because I know anybody who's got to shovel it probably isn't doing anything about it. So yeah, absolutely, we're, we're we're all out there. We're all doing what we can to shovel the the, the beautiful stuff that's out there. Um, so we're busy, obviously, with the season hopefully approaching. Uh, so a couple of topics I definitely want to hit with you today. Uh, but I think, uh, how do you not start since today yeah. is Friday, December eighteenth? How do we not start with the news of Henrik Lundqvist? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What a shock, right? Like, um, so uh, as as you and I discussed, I'm I'm on a staycation right now. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of monitoring stuff loosely. And I just checked, you know, just checked my Instagram. And what a shock this was to see this, this, uh, this post by, by Henrik. Wow. And so super sad. I mean, like uh, he signed a one-year deal and he's 39. So I don't know that he's he's coming back from this, right? I mean, he's got a heart problem and and it doesn't sound from the way he said it that, that it's necessarily life-threatening or anything like that. It sounds like it's something that he'll be able to fix in the next year or so. But um, yeah, knows? I mean, speculating is yeah. where we're at. I mean, I wouldn't be obviously I think COVID plays a role, right? Because COVID is still out there and any type of condition could, you know, make the situation worse if you were to contract it. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot played into played into Henrik's decision. I mean, I don't want to think it's done for him. Obviously, being where we are in his career, his age, um, what will happen next year? He could probably attempt to come back if everything's corrected and yeah, you know yeah. COVID is under control. Yeah. I could totally see he's in great shape going giving it another go. Is there a team that's out there? There's always teams looking for a goaltender, and he doesn't need to make any more money. So one year, one million is something he probably is amicable to. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's uh, the starting goaltender or one of the goaltenders for the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season right. just to – you know, it's kind of a little special right. right there too. Right. But, you know, the bottom line is we wish him well. Yes. And I, I hope everything's okay. Um, I, you know, it, I, the other thing, I guess you and I being, I don't know, I, you know, I, I like the, the- Of a certain age, you mean? Yeah. You and I being of a certain <laughs> age on social media, I guess- <laughs> I don't know if we're wiser or we're just two boomers as, as they would, as the kids would call us these days. Uh, even though I'm technically not a boomer, if I looked at the where category I fall, right, right. it doesn't matter. Right. You make a comment, you're a boomer. Congratulations. But you know, they, some fan reactions like about it coming out two hours later than the, from the announcement, you know, I, I, in passing, I spoke with someone with the Rangers and 
you know, after the announcement, what do you think the Rangers were doing? Going, well, let's figure out how quickly we can put together a nice package social media statement. Right, no, they right. were talking to Henrik Lundqvist because he was a member of the team for 15 years, right. and there will always be a connection there. I don't know. Is it just me? Am I really that old? That I'm like, yes. why are people overreacting to yeah. the fact that it took two hours to release a statement? Yeah, I mean, people react before thinking and – you know, in this in this time of social media and this got to have at this instant, you know, two hours seems like a, a long time. Um, and, and it seemed like they were like the last ones to, 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 to say something, I guess. I, I you know, I didn't I, I'm telling you, like I just happened to randomly check my Instagram and there it was, um, you know, as I said, I wasn't really even monitoring stuff um, like I normally do. Uh, and so I happened to see it when I saw it. Uh, but yeah, two hours in this day and age seems like a long time for for uh, for the Rangers to respond. But you know, it's not worth losing your mind about. I mean, it's you know, as you said exactly, they. I'm sure we're talking to Henrik, and um, you know, finding out directly from him what was up and and what they should say and what would be appropriate and things like that and crafting a perfect statement. You don't want, it's not the sort of thing, this is something that's going to live on too. So it's not something you want to whip out in 10 minutes. I mean, you want to take your time and make sure you choose the right words and stuff. So two hours seems like a long time, but you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, just relax. It's not that long a time. You know, you knew what was up, you knew what they were going to say. Um, they said it, and and I have to give them credit. The, the words that they chose were beautiful words. So, you know, I mean, let's just move on. <laughs> I agree, and wishing Henrik Lundqvist all the best. So, yes. moving on, you broke some news yesterday. Love it when you're 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 on a vacation and you're breaking news. I mean, who's better <laughs> than Colin? That's I, somebody. <laughs> can somebody answer? You can't because it's a podcast. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, uh, you tweeted out some information on uh, Alexander Georgiev. Can you give us uh, some more insight on the visa situation? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I had reached out to his agent uh, a while ago, and I've been playing, I guess, phone tag with the agent. And it's just one of those things where you you reach out to a guy every so often to check in. And I had reached out to him, and I hadn't heard back. And and um, he got back to me, you know, like, Oh, I'm sorry. It took me a while to get back, whatever, whatever, whatever. And essentially the situation with, with Alex is this, he, uh, because he signed a new contract, he needs a, a new work visa. Right? right. So these guys who are from outside of North America or outside, even, I guess, imagine the Canadian guys who play for the U S and we don't think about that sort of stuff because it just happens and we don't need to think about it. But a European guy, um, is reliant on a work visa to, play professionally in the NHL, right? If he lives in Europe and plays over here, he needs a work visa. And, and every time you sign a contract, well, your your work visa is dependent on your contract, right? You know, you, you have to be able to show the government, uh, yes, I have a job and, and and I'll be gainfully employed. I'm not just coming over there to, you know, to to use up your social services and things like that. So it, it's, a, it's a standard procedure. It's, I don't want to say a formality, but it almost is a formality. Um, but in his case, because he signed a new contract in the off season, I forget what month that was. I guess it would have been October. Yeah. Or maybe November. Um, no, I think you're, it's so anyway. October. It was right yeah. around the time of the arbitration hearings and they were starting in October and he was almost right before, right. Like before his hearing, like a week or so. Right. Right. So anyway, because of that, um, 
you know, he needed a new work visa. Um, and, you know, we didn't really know when training camp was going to start and when he was going to have to be here and all that kind of stuff. And now the agent tells me, and I, I have yet to check this and confirm this, but the agent tells me that the U.S. embassy in Helsinki is currently closed. Mm. I don't know if it's, it's a holiday thing. I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I don't know what the story is. Um, and so that's just a complication that, that is, is, um, uh, is in play here. Uh, it's not going to be a big deal. It just kind of slows things down because, you know, you can't just walk into the office and have a, a face-to-face sit down with somebody and have them sign the papers and say you're good to go. It's kind of got to go through a different um, process, one which apparently takes a little bit longer. So um, he should, you know, I mean, he'll get it. And uh, I don't know when he'll get it. You know, we're as you and I speak, it's, you know, it's a week before Christmas and two weeks before New Year's. Um, so if, you know, you're talking about a January 3 training camp and he's got to quarantine a little bit, uh, you know, when he gets here, then, you know, then you start counting the days and saying, well, OK, well, when does he need to get the visa? When does he need to be here? you know, in order to fulfill that quarantine and be ready to go on the first day of training camp. And so that's, that's where you start running into a time problem. Right. And if in uh, Finland was having some issues, obviously they shut down all their hockey leagues. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that shutdown wasn't just a hockey thing and probably extended to businesses and it probably yeah. extended to even yeah. government. So yeah, that, that sounds like it's in line. I think they're trying to get everything back up by the 19th. I think I last I heard when I was just tomorrow that, as we speak, right. right? So maybe he'll be able to get it and come in. I don't like, again, I don't see it being an issue. I also don't think camps are opening January 3rd, to be honest with you. I think everything's going to be the later week uh, from everything I'm reading from the couple of people I've spoken to, you know, the 13th is kind of it's yes, it's the target, but it is pie in the sky, I think at this point, and it'll probably be the week after who knows. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I mean, they, listen, the, the, they've been the league has been very tight about information that that's leaking. Um, and as of right now, they're, they're still talking about, you know, January 13th is the target date. But, you know, a lot of people are speculating that nah, it's probably not likely. It's uh, more likely going to be the end of January, maybe February 1st, something like that. So, you know, I don't know what to tell you about that. January 13th seems awfully, awfully unrealistic right now. I mean, again, as we speak, it's um, it's less than four weeks, right? Because from, you know, Christmas is a week from today. New Year's Day is a week is two weeks from today. And two weeks after that is January 15th. So we're, we're less than four weeks to January 13th. And you'd have to have a training camp and you'd have to have time for guys to get back. So I, I don't I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it seems unlikely so you're probably right you're probably looking at you know maybe january 20th or the 27th or something like that um and in in terms of georgiev you know i I think that you know that just gives him more time to to get his visa straightened out to get over here to get his quarantine served um you know i i think at the end of the day it's not gonna be a real issue but it's an issue as of right this minute so let's see if you can break some news for us. I mean, what's going on with Mika Zibanejad? I know he's in Sweden. He posted an Instagram of him skating. It's clearly a rink in Sweden. It's not anywhere near here. 
Have you right. ever been? I think he's the only him and Georgiev are the only two major roster pieces still overseas. Because Kaka uh, back in yesterday. Well, it, it depends on. Yes, uh, yes. If you want to put it like that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, and I haven't heard anything, and I have to, I have to look into this and see if I can find anything out about Kravtsov. Um, you know, Larry Brooks had reported, you know, sometime in November that <clears throat> that the organization had decided that you know. Vitaly should just stay in Russia and and um, and finish up the season there and and come over after he was done and that made sense at that time. I don't know that I wouldn't be rethinking that if I were the Rangers at this time. You know, and again, it de- it, it depends on uh, when does the season start, what does the season look like. You know, if if what if we were talking about and, and you'll get into we'll get into this i'm sure the canadian division and then the subsequent divisions and the division that the rangers were going to be in which was going to be a brutal brutal cage fight you mean the canadian you know? division that's going to be in america well yes so so at the time you know at the time when i wrote which was last week and these things changed really super fast yes um you know the you know we had a canadian division because there's no uh cross border travel i guess um so that made sense. And then so then you had to realign and, you know, three divisions south of the border. And the Rangers were in, as you know, this division that was just Brutal. stacked, you know. Um, Even stacked. the Sabres made improvements. Right. With, you know, with, with uh, you know, with Boston and Washington and Philly and Pittsburgh and the Islanders, just stacked. Easily the, the toughest division. Um, so my thinking at that time, and I had spoken to someone um, in in the organization, the Rangers organization and, you know, the thinking was, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll have to see. I mean, if the guy's really playing well, I mean, let's, let, let's see. I mean, let's see what, what the, what the conditions are, what the rules are, you know, when exactly is the season going to start? Exactly. How many games are you going to play? Exactly. You know, um, are you going to play intra division only? Are you going to be in a mini bubble? Uh, you know, what is the deal? And I just feel like, Given the you know what we knew last week, which was that they were going to be in this tough division, you need every every guy you can get to help, right? And, and I and I would have if if I'm them, I want to bring Kravtsov back because there's an opening. Let's face it, there you know you, you have Jesper Fast is no longer here, so there's an opening as your second line right wing, and and I would have assumed that Kako would go right into that spot, but but why not Kravtsov? You know, I mean, here's a guy who's who's playing. Uh, he's literally in mid-season form right now um, and mm-hmm. playing very well for his team in Russia. So why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't a guy like that be able to help you, you know, in, in, in a, in a season that's going to be a sprint where every point, every game is going to matter. Every point's going to matter. Why wouldn't you want that guy on your team? So I, I would, I would think, and it's just pure speculation on my part. And I'm curious. I, I would think that if I were them, I, I would reconsider bringing this guy back because I think he could help the team. So, well, they you know, do have that option. They, yes, they, they, they certainly have the option. They can bring him back at any time. A uh, plan A, I think had been to just let him finish the season. The season season in, in, in Russia ends at the end of February. And then they have playoffs and you can bring him back after that. Um, and you'd still, you know, you'd be halfway through the NHL season. Um, but I, I would, if, if it's me, I want him for the whole season. So a few weeks ago, uh, Kratsov did an interview, a Russian interview, obviously, 
yeah. where he's on record saying that when the loan took place, it was on, it was agreed to at the time that he would play it almost saying that that's what the agreement was, is I would play in track in tractor for the year. I would play for them. Right. The, right. the interview is also available on tractors official website too. Right. So like if, if you're one to hunt it down, that doesn't mean that they don't have the right to call. And I think that caused a little consternation between the U S reporting and, you know, the Russian reporters, because that's what the understood the understood, That's how they understood it. But yes. they wanted to make it clear if the Rangers feel like, Hey, we want you here, then they have every right to call him back. Do I see it as, yeah, it makes sense to me. He's playing. So he's probably ready, more ready than Julian Goche or Phil DiGiuseppe right. at this point in time. Well, I mean, at this point, yeah, right? right. Top right. line, Kako, second line, third line, Kratsoft. I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I think at this point, I'm always of the future is now see what you have in these kids. He's, he's matured from my, what I understand. So it makes sense. You're right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what the season pans out to be. I think uh, we're starting to see things like, you know, Alex Steen retire, opting to retire. I think Zdeno Chara, depending on how everything pans out, he may opt to sit out this year. And does that mean he may opt to retire if that's the case? There's a lot that that still is out there to be seen. How old is Chara anymore? I I, I forget. He's been around a long time. Yes, Chara's been around a long time, and there's no, there's really no word. There's plenty of speculation. Yeah, I, mean, I read something about him coming to the Rangers. Maybe that was that was interesting. I had I had a write I had a write about it. I had to only because <laughs> it, it's a, again. This is that time of year where you know for me. Uh, you know, my publication, I need to churn out content to keep it relevant, right? I, I look at my business uh, as like a pizzeria or a restaurant. And when you don't stay open, customers yeah. go well. You know, you also don't want to write crap all day. So I sourced it. I mean, I know where it came from. I'm not calling anybody out. If that's what you heard, so be it. To me, it makes more logical sense that the Rangers might have picked up the phone and say, hey, Z. Are you interested in possibly, you know, coming to New York? I don't know. I got to think about it. And then they go, all right, well, that's great. You let us know. And then they sign Jack Johnson because that's what they did. They've got no money now to do anything. Maybe they picked up the phone afterwards and said, any interest? No. Okay. Maybe. All right. I can't wait on you if you're going to wait till, you know, the, to find out what the season looks like, Jack Johnson is sitting there for a million dollars and I need to get a left-handed defenseman who's a veteran on the team. Mm -hmm. There's just right. no cap space for it. It's illogical. Just like the same network is saying Pacioretty. I'm like, what? He makes seven million. Something. How are you? Fit? And he's a left wing. Where is he playing? <laughs> I know. God bless him. But but it was it was fun. It was it was uh, it was interesting. Wow, that would yeah that that's that's. I would do that, sure. Absolutely. I would have done that if, if Chara was open to leaving Boston right away and committed to playing and the Rangers, you know, right at free agency to because they're done. I don't see what anything I don't yeah. Uh -huh. Anybody who's talking about I'm like going, guys, their roster is set. They're not gonna go out and go sign. Veterans. I don't think they have I don't think they have twenty dollars available under the cap. No, not with the performance bonuses that they gotta you know be careful I mean? with, right? Right. Right. And we don't even know they're expanding rosters, but no one wants to talk about how well what does that impact to the cap mean? Right. Well, I mean, over? I'm sure that's all still being what's 
among the things that are still being negotiated, right? And so that's why we have to. So my thing is, there's. I find it hard to believe that there's going to be an AHL. So if there's no AHL, you know, what do you do with that guy that's a fringe, either a a the you know that prospect that you think maybe could you know if he has a great training camp make the team otherwise he'll be playing you know and developing in the ahl if there's no ahl what happens to that guy but then the other guy is that say veteran guy that 30 year old guy that's got you know i don't know four or five years of nhl experience maybe eight years of pro experience and you know, he can be here or he can be there just playing. And, you know, in case somebody turns an ankle, you know, you have that guy, like what, where's that guy going to go? So I'm curious to see what ends up happening because if, if you have an eight man taxi squad, let's say, I mean, those are all your, your AHL guys. So like, there's nobody left to play in the AHL. So if the NHL decides that they're going to have an eight man taxi squad, that really, really kind of closes the door on the AHL um, having a season, I believe. But on the other hand, if you're in the NHL, you can't assume that the AHL is going to play. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm really super curious to find out what happens to those guys. What happens to Morgan Barron? Is he going to make the team? You know, what happens to, you know, uh, Matthew Robertson now all of a sudden, right? I mean, he's signed. There's no Western Hockey League. He's not playing World Juniors. You know, no, all great points. The two, what the two names that come to the top of my mind immediately are Morgan Barron and Keandre Miller. Right. The reason two. why I say that is, is because the, these were, they, they can't go to their college programs now. No. Right. So what do you do with these two guys? Which, again, we don't know what the layout of the, what the lay of the land is going to be. They're talking about taking the 23-man roster and turning it into 26, 25, or 26. That is the talk. Again, what does that mean against is the that game? enough, though? I mean, No, because there's – but you're right because your number was eight, and what I was told and what I read is that the taxi squad is looking to be about six players. Right. Right, and, you, and, they, and the taxi squad should be AHL players. Basically – under a million dollars at that million point seven five. I think Frank Saravalli was saying it recently on TSN too, that it's somebody that you can technically a contract that could have been buried in the AHL anyway. So you would have this taxi squad. So if you were to take the expanded roster plus the taxi squad, you're looking at eight or nine players possible, right? Yeah. So that that's the number you're hitting. I, the other thing too is like I've been trying to got connections in Europe. We're trying to find out one prospect that I hear I was. Under the assumption, because when we spoke with him, he gave us an interview saying that as soon as training camp is ready, I'm coming. And that's Tarmo ruining it. In fact, right. and right. Who's, who's, who's literally, you know, drafted a few years ago and is now coming into prominence playing in, you know, their Finland's top league. We'll keep it in perspective, but playing 25, 26, 27 minutes. This guy's playing top defender minutes and he's a left handed shot. And you, you know, screaming for help on the left, on the left side. Right. But and so far, there's no he hasn't been given any words to start making his way back. Doesn't mean he, he won't. We also don't know what's the number of roster camp invites. It's not the same number. They're talking no. 36 at right. this point. So does that mean, and again, how does that impact the cap? That if Keandre Miller doesn't have a home in the AHL, he is a left-handed defenseman. 
I'm sorry, but I'm looking at it as like, well, Tarmo, you can play the rest of the year in Finland. We'll talk to you next year. Right. Keandre is now going to be given us not only a serious look, but a very good shot at a spot on this roster. He's right. not eligible for, for the Seattle expansion. Uh, Libor Hayek, I don't know how that would play, but you know, I know that he's a potential to be a, a, a Seattle Kraken as well as Brett Howden. I don't see Brendan Lemieux. Everyone keeps saying Brendan Lemieux will be exposed. I'm like going, I don't know why you would do that. He's a, he's he's what you don't have in your lineup. Right. But, Hey, I, it's not I, on me. You know, what are your thoughts about everything I just said? Because it's a lot. I, I, it's a lot, but it's it's these are questions that you know I can't wait to find out the answers to. And 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 it all, you know, it's like it's like everything else with this pandemic. You know, you can't make any plans. <laughs> you got to be flexible because anything can change at any time. And and you know, uh, you you can't plan a, a European vacation because you know you you may not be off that that week. Um, and, and so like all that stuff makes complete sense, right? Keandre, it, you know, we saw him in the, that July training camp that they had and he was really good. Right. So I'd like to see more of it. Now, you know, if, if they start, you know, let's say it's January 13th for the, for the time being, and they have a 10 day training camp or whenever they start a 10 day training camp, is that enough time to really, to no really way. get a get a good look at him and make a decision on him, I, no I don't way. believe it is. First so, of all, there won't be exhibition games, so this right. is all based on scrimmages. And you right. know they're not even though they're it's inter squad scrimmage, they're not out there really going to no. kill each other. No, no. So so again, you know, I think you go into camp. You're not going into camp looking to solve a bunch of dilemmas and and find the answers to a bunch of questions. I think you're going in with a plan. This is plan A. This is who we're going to have. This is where they're going to be, at least on opening night. And we just want to make sure that everybody's in relatively good shape and we're going to start the season that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that Keandre, you know, and he had a great July camp, but I don't know that based on that July camp and based on 10 days in this next camp that, that you would say, yeah, he's going to be our number one left side defenseman. He's going to play with Truba. I don't know about that. You know, he's a big body. I'd like to see a little more of him. And if there's no AHL, then I don't know what you do with him. So you obviously you carry him on whatever taxi squad or you include him in the roster or whatever, and you have him practice with you and, and you know, he's there. And you, you keep evaluating, evaluating him as best you can. Um, as far as some of these other guys, Morgan Barron's in the same boat. Um, you know, Roynanen, you, you, you make an excellent point you know, that league is in play right now. So he has a place to be, Um, you know, if he comes here uh, and isn't in your every night lineup, then what's he doing? (laughs) He's just kind of practicing an hour and a half every day um, or an hour every day. Um, So there's no sense in bringing over a guy like that if you don't have a plan for him. And I I just don't see how you could. No, 100%. And, and from my perspective, and again, everyone has their own opinions, but, and this is not a slight to Jack Johnson. It's not. I, I want to be clear about it. I don't like to, I, I can't skate to save my life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to clean that guy's, you know, blades, to be honest with right, you. Right. But to, it, if I had to live with mistakes of a defenseman, 
I, I would rather live with Keandre Miller's mistakes, knowing that he will learn from it and it's a benefit for the future versus if Jack Johnson is getting, you know, lit up in the NHL as a third pairing left defenseman causing problems in the defensive zone. And by the way, he may be stellar for, for that role and I could be eating my words and I hope so. But to me, it just makes more sense for what I see the Rangers in the long-term vision that if I had to choose between the two, if there were no major cap implications, Miller would be who I would put there to start learning the game now. Well, I mean, yes, I, I totally see that. Um, and I would look at it a little differently. Uh, and, and one of the things that I've, I've learned from watching uh, and I've appreciated from watching David Quinn and the way he manages the roster is that he, he holds young players accountable, right? And I remember when he first came aboard uh, and he was fr- first to coach, people were like, why don't you just play all the kids and, you know, whatever, who cares? But I, I think that, you know, the idea is you got to hold these guys accountable. You have to make them earn it. Um, and there's a, there's a danger if you're just going to play a kid, regardless of what he does, regardless of what mistakes that he makes, you know, that you're training him to play losing hockey, right? You're going to, you're going to train a guy. He's going to go out there. He's going to make a mistake. You get, you know, you're going to put him back out the next shift. Does he learn from that mistake? He made the last shift. If, if you're just going to put him out the next shift, you know what I mean? So, so that's the way I would look at it. That's why you have veteran guys. If Jack Johnson goes out, and he's played, you know, and again, we're just using him as an example. But but if but if Jack Johnson goes out and, you know, for years it was, you know, Vlad Nemestikov or, you know, or even Michael Haley or people like that. One of those guys goes out and makes a mistake. You know, he knows what he did wrong. He knows it's a mistake. And you also know that you're not tied to him for more than this year. If Keandre Miller goes out and makes a mistake, you need to have that flexibility and that freedom and that ability to bench him and say, listen, you can't do that again. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, that's just sort of a, you know, an example. Um, You got to make these guys earn it and you got to teach them and you got to make sure that they play the game the right way and not just play the game because you do play to win the game as, as the great Herm Edwards said, and it keeps coming back to that. You have to learn the right way to play the game and, and just, being out there sink or swim, you know, there's benefit to it, but, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, a better way is, is, is sort of guiding them a little bit more. And so that's, that's why you need that veteran guy. That's why you need that Jack Johnson. That's why you need Anthony Batetto, um, you know, a, a Long Island guy for us, um, who is a guy who's played in the league and played in the league this past season. Um, and knows, the speed of the league and knows everything about the league and stuff. And maybe Keandre Miller is more talented and has, has more, um, you know, gifts than, than a guy like that, but he's going to have to learn the league for me. I mean, and, and based on, as we, we, we discussed based on whatever, 10 days in July and 10 days now, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I don't, if I have a choice, I'm going with the veteran guy, at least to start. And then if that guy's really just not doing it on a nightly basis, then, then go, you know, uh, listen, all, like I said, we presented two different point of views that both, I think both make sense. And it truly is, you know, well, the Rangers can go either way. Yeah. Yeah. 
the, the, this, the smart approach, the safe approach would be go with the veteran, let the, let the kid see it, earn it, get himself back in on a, if he can. And if he plays a great game, give him two great games, give him three great right. games. Yeah. If it's a yeah. bad one, depending on how bad it is, take him out, give him a seat, put the veteran back in, let him get a feel for it. That's just, I, I guess it's, you know, it's essentially, it's a safety net, right? I mean, you don't want, you don't want a 20 year old rookie going out there without a safety net. I mean, if he goes out there and he's confused and it's just the pace is too fast for him and he needs a little time to kind of get caught up to speed, you know, you don't want him suffering a crisis of confidence because, you know, oh, man, I just can't keep up with these guys or this guy's so tricky or that guy's so this or so whatever. You know, you like to have a safety net, like, you know what, take a seat, we'll put this guy in um, and uh, and you can learn a little bit from the press box. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's. Again, it's just a weird season. If it was a normal three-week training camp, you know, you go to camp and you say, you know, with, with preseason games and stuff, you'd go to camp and say, prove it to me. Right. But I don't know with 10 days and no preseason games, you know, how much you can rely on what you see, you know, in the training center and, in, 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 uh, you know, in Greenberg, New York. So let's talk about uh, another topic because I think it's going to be a fun one, especially for you guys who are in the locker room covering the team on a day-to-day basis. What we're going to get, I want to get into that afterwards. But normally, you are in the locker room covering right. the team. On a normally, yes, normally, under normal circumstances. I wrote about this yesterday, right? Because it kind of struck me, like you know, I think people forget, right? That with Alexei Lafreniere coming in, Quinton Byfield with all the hype in LA, Tim Stutzla in uh, Ottawa, because it was such a deep draft and everyone's going, all right, rookie of the year who's going to win. And yeah, Lafreniere is the favorite. And I'm like, you know, last I checked, Igor Shesterkin is considered yes. a rookie. That's correct. And is going to be a number one goaltender for the Rangers. Now, I think obviously condensed schedule, it will be a more even split. Um, simply because I don't think you want to burn out anybody and he's not used to playing those number of games. Not even in the KHL was he the guy carrying the load most of the season. Um, but nonetheless, 50 games possibly in, in a, I'm like, we got, I don't know, 56. What if he plays 30 and he wins 20 games, right? Something outrageous. I'm like, how do you not look at that guy and go, Oh, this guy's rookie of the year. And there's betting odds that have him ranked number two right behind Lafreniere. So you guys could be covering a pretty cool Calder race. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, that's, uh, that would be an interesting thing. And, you know, it, it goes back to um, cap issues and uh, leaving space for bonus money. Right. I mean, I'm sure both of those guys get big money if they win the Calder and they can't both win the Calder. I don't Correct. think Unless there's co-winners. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I just screw the Rangers button. <laughs> yeah, I was giving them both. <laughs> I them over the cap. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, you know, but it's interesting. I, I, um, I, I, let's put it this way. I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that has to see it first, right? I've seen Shesterkin. I haven't seen Lafreniere. Uh, I've seen him in World Juniors a little bit, a couple of shifts here and there. I look at the numbers, and numbers are certainly crazy. Um, and there's something different about this guy. There's, there's no, there's no question about it. Um, uh, but you know, my money would be on uh, on Igor in that race. And 
you know, like there's, there's, there are variables to be considered, right? So where is Lafreniere going to play in the lineup? Who is he going to play with? He obviously can't play with Panarin because they play the same position. Um, does he play with Phil Kittle? Does he play with Zibanejad? Um, does he shift to the right wing? You know, like, I don't know where, where, you know, that, that as of, as of right now is, is something that we don't know. So um, I would say, I mean, I, you know, listen, these guys are setting their odds and, and good for them. They can, they can set their odds however they like to set them. But I, I would pick Shesterkin as a, as a safer bet to win the Calder than Lafreniere at this point. Now, you know, we'll see, you know, a week or two into the season or, or a couple weeks into the season. But if I change my mind, but right now I'd, I'd go with Igor. Uh, listen, I can totally see it. I can understand it. The only thing I would say, right, if during the season, you know, Lafreniere is clipping at like 0.75 points per game for whatever reason in a short season and puts up 40 points as a rookie, maybe scores 20 goals or something like that with 25 assists. That would be an insane season, though. Can you that mean- would- yeah, I, I know. I, I, I get it. And by Are the way, you really it, expecting that he's going to do that? Well, the the expectations, it seems, of experts is that this guy is more legitimate than Jack Hughes. Well, yeah, Hughes yeah. is supposed to be, you know, fantastic. And he struggled last year pretty mightily, you know. So if that's the case and Shesterkin has a great season, like I just said, I think the only factor that would say, all right, we're going to give it to Lafreniere with Shesterkin is because Lafreniere is 19 and Shesterkin is 24. That would yeah. be the only thing I would see that somebody would go with the voting and say, you know what? The kid, he played professionally in the KHL regardless of how you yes. see it. Yes, and, and that, would be, that would be a decision made by an individual voter uh, who had the right to vote. Um, you know, but if you're asking my opinion – if the rules say that Shesterkin's eligible and Shesterkin's the best player, then I'm going to go for Shesterkin. Plus, you know, I do think as well, uh, you got to look at the position. You know, I mean, the guy is playing goal. You know, he's on the ice the whole game. He's, he's uh, you know, he's, he's a more significant piece of the lineup than a left wing, especially when your other left wings are Panarin and Kreider. You know, so, uh, yes. Certainly, if 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 Lafreniere scores twenty goals, uh, puts up the kinds of insane numbers that that you're talking about, um, I'd have to rethink it. But for the most part, I'm thinking if you have a, a solid goalie doing the things, and 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 again, we don't know. Is it gonna be? Are, are they gonna be in that killer division, or, or or if the Canadian teams play south of the border? Do oh, realignment's coming if they do. Yeah, so then it changes everything, and you know, then maybe you get to play the you know the the Red Wings and and the California teams, and 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 you get some you know get some relief at certain points in the schedule. But you know, I don't know. I'm saying if all things are equal, I'm going to go with Igor. Nothing wrong with that, and hard to argue with you, sir. <laughs> but again, it's that's that's the fun of this whole thing, right? Let's. Let's get it started, man. Let's 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 uh, let's just figure it out. Let's just open up training camps and, and wait, wait, wait. You don't back. want to read about Max Pacioretty and Zidane Ochar on the Rangers anymore? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh, folks, if you Collins had just hung low, he said, no, no, no. <laughs> he said, I no, can't take another one of those. I tell you what, I mean, it, you know, it depends on it. It just, I just want things to make sense again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's, it's, it's Christmas coming up here. Let's, uh, you know, let's do something nice. You know, let's, let's get this league started. And, you know, that would be a great Christmas gift for me. I mean, just, uh, you know, just, let's just get us started. Let's get us going. Let's do things that make sense, common sense things, and um, you know, let's get started. You know, I hear let's you. Get- totally hear you. So we're gonna the last segment of the show, and this is I, I I find this intriguing and important, and I don't know what you can divulge or what you can't, but you are a member of the media. You cover yes. a hockey team. Yes. What what have they been telling you to prepare for? Have you been told, hey, maybe you should you, you got to get tested coming up or if they no. may allow you to go into a locker room or to at least to the training facility? Uh, you know, what? I've, I've spoken to them. And, and as of today, they're you know, we're not we're like not a consideration, <laughs> you know, especially Bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. They've got a lot of other problems to worry about. Um, I, I would assume it'll be um, at least to start what, uh, you know, what it was in, in August and um, July, um, which is just uh, maybe we'll get to go and watch. Uh, pra- we'll get to watch practices. We'll do interviews, interviews via Zoom. Um, I know you love Zoom. I <laughs> don't love Zoom. Uh, I don't. Um, but no, I mean, so no, I don't. I don't. Uh, we don't know what the conditions are that we're going to be working under. Uh, but again, I, I would assume it's going to be like it was in August uh, and in July, um, until somebody tells me otherwise. Now, you know, in terms of getting tested and stuff, I don't even know if the if the you know. I mean, I get tested, but I mean, you know, getting vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's months down the line. Uh, I read something about um, the players, you know, getting vaccinated is going to be not mandatory. It's going to be up to the players, you know, they can recommend these kinds of things, but they can't make them do it. Um, And that's, that's, and that's reasonable, I think. So in terms of getting tested, you know, it's, it's fairly easy to get tested these days. It's not like it was in the early summer where you, you know, you had to kind of almost show reason why you want to test. Now I can, any, there's any number of places I can go and, and just get a test if I want. So I'm happy to do that. If somebody asks me to do that or wants me to do that, but that, that hasn't come up at all. All right. Well, you know, first thing I want to say is thank you for coming on. Colin, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, your work is tremendous. Uh, people, you can follow Colin on Twitter. Please don't overreact to anything he tweets. It's just Twitter. <laughs> as I as I said this, I said last night when I when I reported that the Rangers were speaking to Lundquist before the statement, and you should all calm down. Twitter is basically glorified email, guys. Relax. <laughs> but uh, you can follow him at Colin S Newsday. His work is tremendous. His coverage is tremendous at Newsday.com. Uh, if you still p- pick it up in print, yes, they still. Printed. We still do. Yeah, there's a few thousand papers out there every day. 
yes, I know my neighbor's paper winds up on my lawn every day and I have to walk <laughs> it over. So I was like, you want to tell them that maybe to get either someone with a better throw. <laughs> but anyway, um, Colin, thank you. I want you to stay safe. I wish you and your family well. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. All the best to you, my friend. Anthony, all the same to you. Listen, I, I enjoy these uh, these chats. We we have a lot of fun, and uh, I really look forward to it. And, and I hope uh, you know. I hope we have a, a good, solid season, and we can do this again soon. I absolutely do. And with once we get the news that hockey's back and camps are going, or whatever version of camp, I definitely would love to have you back on. All right, just all call right. me up. Thanks, Colin. Everyone, have a great day. 